0: Hey, welcome to Church Experience Online. We're so happy you joined us today. As you watch this teaching video, if you have any questions or need help getting connected, please don't hesitate to reach out by phone or email. Also, our website is the best place to go if you'd like to access helpful growth step resources, join a serving team, connect in a life group, get your questions answered, or support this movement financially by giving online. At the end of this teaching video, you'll hear one of our Church Experience Worship original songs, and we hope that gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you've learned. Thanks again for joining us at Church Experience Online.
1: We all have walls that stand between us.
2: One of my favorite stories when we pulled one over on Jennifer and we got her good was we were were pulling into a Target and she needed to go in and just get a couple things. And so the girls were going to go with her and me and the boys were going to stay in the vehicle. And so she's getting out with the girls and getting ready to go into Target. And I I catch her right before she walks away. I says, hey, babe, do you think that you could get like a, a bag of my favorite cookie right now, which is Double Stuff EL Fudge Cookies? And I just kind of threw it out there and, and I got the response I was kind of expecting. She's like, you know, that's not like very healthy for you, right? And you know, she throws back something like that that left me with very little hope that she was coming back with the cookies I wanted. So as she walked away with our daughters, uh, I turned around to my, my sons. I said, guys, what do you think we pull a good one on mom? And they're like, let's do this. So we drove across the parking lot and pulled in in front of Publix. We get out, we run inside. We go down the dessert aisle, right? We, we get our favorite cookies. We get some other health food, some, some donuts, right, for breakfast. We, we get all the good stuff, right? We load up. And then, and then we check out, and we hustle back out to our vehicle. We hop in, and we drive back over to Target where we're waiting for her to come out. She comes out with a few bags of groceries. She hops in, and I, I had this all set up with the, the guys. I said, guys, when she sets her bags in in the back seat, what I want you to do is I want you to be hiding all the good stuff, and, and then just tuck it in her bags, all right? And then what we're going to do is, is we're going to hold them up and be like, hey, Mom, thanks for getting us these snacks, okay? This is going to be great. So even though they were only five or seven at the time, they played this perfectly. I'm telling you, they, they had this down. They had all the goodies hidden behind the seat. She puts the bags down. The girls get in. Everybody puts their seatbelt on. And, and the boys pull out her bags, her Target bags. And, and they say, hey, Mom, you got us donuts? Donuts? And she turns around, and, and she's really confused. And they're like, and you got dad's cookies. And she's like, what's that? Like, she had no, no category for this in her mind because they were pulling out of the Target bags that she just brought out. And, and, and I kind of added to the, the fire. I added some fuel to the fire, and I said, well, babe, did you grab someone else's bags? And at this, her, her confusion turned into concern. <laughs> you know? And at that point, when we knew we had her really good, all three of us guys just started laughing so hard. It was, it was awesome. It, it was an epic moment. Right? We, we got her really good. She just didn't, she didn't know what had hit her. Right? You know, we love sweets. right? How many of you, you guys have a sweet tooth? You, you love, like, you got a favorite dessert. Okay. You know, the, the thing is about something that you really want to eat, as sweet as it, once you get it in your mind, it's hard to get it out of your mind, right? You're like, I, I, yeah, I got a craving, We call it a a craving. I I, I want that. That sounds really good. Sounds really good. I, I want some of that. And temptation is strong, and I think you and I will go to great lengths to meet our desires. And our desires can get us into big trouble when they're not submitted to God. It's one thing to talk about some chocolate and some candy and all that, but there's there's some other desires that we have for things that can be so self-destructive that they can really wreck our lives, they can ruin our relationships, and they can ruin our future. But if you really want a breakthrough, if you really want a breakthrough in your life, then we've got to talk about your desires. We've got to talk about our desires. If, if, you, if you want to overcome sin in your life, if you want freedom, if you want breakthrough from guilt, if you really want to run and follow after God with all your heart, I hope you'll take some notes today. I hope you write this down, not just because I think this is going to help you, but you might know someone in your life that you'll be able to take these lessons today, specifically when I get to the end, and I give you kind of a plan of the, what I'm calling like the path to freedom. But James chapter 1, verse 13, says, When, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted When? They are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So those desires inside of us that are unhealthy, that are sinful, when we feed them, they grow, and they can really ruin us. Unhealthy desires, when they're not submitted to God, they'll they'll not only show up, but they'll eventually blow up, and and they'll gradually take you out if you let them. In fact, the lesson here is that gradual takedowns still take you down, (laughs) right? I mean, even if they're gradual, they still take you down. A gradual takedown is still a takedown, and the devil is happy to take you down any way that he can, and if if it's fast and if it's slow, it doesn't matter to him. He just, he wants to take you out of the game. See, you're going to be tempted to sin. To disobey God is this rebelliousness inside of us, this independence inside of us to do things our own way. That's going to happen. We're in a fallen world. The temptation's going to come. However, whatever you feed is going to grow. Whatever you feed is going to grow. You remember the last time, hopefully it hasn't been a long time, but you remember the last time that you were on a healthy eating streak all right, we all know what the streaks are like. We went on both sides of it. And you, and you remember the last time you were on a healthy eating streak, right? I mean, the, you, you were into the salads and the, the fruits and the veggies. You're like, give me some pineapple, man, some carrots. It, it sounds good, man. I, that salad it looks great. Give me some grilled chicken on it, man. It, just, it looks awesome, right? But then do you remember, like, when, when you got on a, a bad eating streak? Man, those, those greasy french fries, Maybe dip a miss, a barbecue sauce. If you, if you know what I'm talking about, maybe mix that barbecue with some honey mustard. Oh man, sweet potato fries. Oh man, it's just it's, it's some good stuff. I mean, the more grease, the better. I mean, it's so good. And, and you got into eating the, all that food that wasn't so good for you. And, and then what happened when you're on that unhealthy eating kick? You're like, I don't want to eat a salad. That's like eating grass. I don't, I don't want any any fruit. Give me some. If I'm gonna have fruit, I want to top of it on my dessert. <laughs> All right, give, give me the dessert. Maybe put a little fruit on top so I feel better about eating it. But I don't want to eat any of that healthy stuff. So you get on you get on a healthy eating streak. The bad stuff doesn't look so good. You get on a bad eating streak. The good stuff doesn't look good. I mean, you know from your experience, you know what that's like. Same same is true with your sinful desires. Whatever you feed is going to grow. And if you gradually start to feed the sinful desires in your life, they're going to grow. They'll eventually show up in your life, not just your mind, not just your heart. They'll start to show up in your life, and eventually they'll blow up. And gradually, when you intake temptation, when you allow for temptation, when you flirt with temptation, eventually you're going to fall. See, what you allow, what you tolerate is what you live with. You know, if you dwell on sinful desires, you're asking for increased temptation in your life. Whatever the temptation is, it's different for everybody. It's different for the person sitting next to you than what it is for you. But but if you allow it, it's going to grow. You know, Jesus prayed in the Lord's Prayer. Do you remember his prayer? He said, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. It's wise to avoid temptation. Temptation itself is not sin. You're going you're gonna to be tempted, so you don't need to feel guilty. Some people feel guilty when they're tempted. I, I feel wrong. I got, you're going to be tempted. That's one of the devil's key strategies is to, to dangle it in front of you. Whatever the temptation is, say, hey, this, this is good, right? 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 Come on, come on, come on. Come on this way a little bit. You're going to be tempted. That's not sin. But when you indulge in the temptation, that's sin. When you cross the line and you disobey God and you, and you turn from, from what you know is right into doing what's wrong, that that's, that's where you cross the line. One famous theologian, John Wesley, said, I, you know, I, I can't keep a bird from, flying over, from my, flying over my head, but I can keep it from making a nest <laughs> on my head. And, 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 the, and the, the truth in that is that you can't stop temptation in the world we live in. It. It's all around us. But if you feed it, it's going to grow, and you're going to expose yourself to more temptation. And it, it won't be long until you cross that line from entertaining whatever it is that you've been thinking about to actually doing it. See, they, they have this saying that's, so, I think, so helpful come throughout the years and I don't know that we actually know who originated this but it's true sin will take you further than you wanted to go sin will keep you longer than you wanted to stay and sin will cost you more than you wanted to pay it's this gradual pulling you in you're like well I'm not I'm not gonna stay long I'm just gonna check it out Right, I, I'm just, a little, just a little bit. And, and, and then before you know it, it wrecks you and it ruins your life. It's just one incremental step at a time. It's this gradual slide from where you want to be, where you know you should be, and where you, where you want to go, to wh- where you know you shouldn't be. And it's this gradual compromise, one compromise at a time. When's the last time you compromised? A gradual takedown is still a takedown. See, you can easily get sucked into and stuck in an evil desire and, and, it, and it keeps you there. They, they call this state of being stuck addiction. Addiction. The de- definition of addiction, the, the dictionary would tell us, is that it's the state of being enslaved. Actually in, enslaved and enchained. And, and your evil desires will do that. They, they will get you stuck. You on the way in got a finger trap. You want to pull that out with me? We'll have a little bit of fun here. See, I, I, I know who invented the finger trap, right? You know who it was? It was the guy who wanted to pay back people like me, right? See, because I was the kid in school, maybe, maybe he hated this kid in class, the, the one that was always, you know, tapping the pen on the desk, right? You know, they're just, they're just kind of having a good day. They're whistling while they work. You know, they're, they're bouncing their knee. And, and there's some people in the class. This is like a, like the, the the 10% that just cannot stand that. They go crazy. My wife's one of these people. God put us together. It's a great thing. So so like, I'm just I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just say so Brandon, you're killing me. Come on, come on. he's just driving me crazy. And it, you know what? It was the person the person that hated that guy in the class that was always doing that kind of stuff that made up this. Because why? They knew that people like me would play with it. They're like, oh, this finger trap. This is kind of cool. You put your fingers in and you pull. Man, stuck and then it's like payback right there it is go ahead just put your fingers in there just pull out and what happens you, you, your fingers are stuck right you stuck don't you hate that and then some of you are panicking right now because you literally can't get it off you know i'm, I'm not even going to tell you the secret that you, you put your fingers back together that's how you get it out i, I kind of want you to panic a little bit but you know what i think this is what what happens when, when we when we submit to evil desires when we start following those evil desires we just kind of curiosity we put our fingers in there and then and then before you know it we, we pull and we're stuck. You know, we, we, we get we get into lying. One, one little lie. Not going to be that big of a deal. Just, I, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Just stretching the truth. A little white lie, it's not going to hurt anybody. In fact, it might even do some good. We put A little white lie, a little compromise in our character. And before you know it, we have a pattern of deception, and we're stuck. We're stuck. Well, the thing is, I just... I know I shouldn't spend my money like that, and I know I should probably have a budget, and I should probably, but I, don't, I, just, I don't know, I'm just going to kind of go spend the money how I want to, and we, we just go, you know, shopping becomes almost like a drug for us, and we, we, we go out, and we, we spend money in the way we should. We get all kinds of debt, and before you know it, we're just, we're stuck. We're stuck. All kinds of stress and pressure ruin our lives. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's something a little more serious, maybe Maybe it's just well, occasional glance, you know, it's called eye candy, you know, <laughs> so I know I probably shouldn't look at that, but, but, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Everyone's doing it, not, and before you know it, pff, you're stuck, and that little bit of lust has turned into a lot of lust, and you're stuck, you're stuck in pornography, maybe in adultery, it's wrecked a relationship, man, you're stuck. Maybe it's something you might say, simple, well, it's, you know, I, I probably should eat healthy, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I don't, I'm not too worried about, you know, it's not that big of a deal, we're all going to die, right, <laughs> just come on, and, and you start eating unhealthy, don't take care of your body, never exercise, and before you know it, you get on a life, and, and it's turned into gluttony, and you're like stuck, and you're, your health is failing, and that's affecting your finances, it's, you're stressed out, and, and there's medical bills piling up, and you, just, and you just, you have no energy, and you're stuck, and you're you, like, wrecking your life, and you don't, know how to get, you don't know how to change it, but it's just it's this pattern, it just started something most simple. Maybe it was just try it one time. I'm, I'm not, I'm not druggy or anything. I just uh, try this thing, or maybe, maybe, maybe it was not even something intense like drugs. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, I know my dad had an alcohol problem, but I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. And, and, it, and it went from just casual self-controlled drinking to now, it's an addiction. You hate, you hate to use the word, but if you are honest with yourself, you're an alcoholic. It's running your marriage. It's running your life. It's just messing you up. You're stuck. I think we could go on and on. We could talk about things like greed. We could talk about things like anger. We could talk about all kinds of stuff. But the point is, when you surrender to those evil desires and you get in there, man, it's going to get you stuck. And and God knew this, and he didn't want you to be stuck. He wanted you to experience breakthrough. He wanted you to have breakthrough. Romans chapter 8. Verse 5, I think throughout this teaching series, we've been trying to help us see that there's way more going on than what we realize. There's way more going on under the surface. In verse 5, he says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But here you see the, the, the battle of good and evil, of light and dark, of, of God and our, our enemy, the devil. He says that, that those who have their, their, their minds set on the flesh, they, 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 they go after what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Come on, life and peace. Isn't that what we want? We want joy. We want peace. We want to be free to just run and experience life to the full in Jesus. That's what God wants. So you have a decision, Our, our, our decision to make, and, and it's, not one that, it's not a once-and-done decision. It's a decision you have to make every day, whether you're a long-term believer or whether you're new to following Christ. You got to make this decision every single day because you can't get away from temptation. But sin, if you allow it, will ruin your life. And sinful desires lead to regret. But satisfying your desires in God allows you to rejoice. You know, part of this understanding about the danger of sin is to understand my weakness when it comes to sin. See... Your weakness in mine is when we look at temptation is it's got this short-term high that it offers. It's short-term and it's like, man, this looks good. This, this would feel good. This experience would be great. I would feel better. Good would come into my life. If I just take this shortcut, something good will come into my life. And it's like this, this, this short-term gain. But the problem with sin is that that short-term gain is followed by a long-term loss. It's it's a temporary seeming win, but it's a long-term loss. But the thing about satisfying your desires in God is a lot of times you have to take a short-term, what seems like a short-term loss, where you sacrifice, you don't do the easier thing, you don't do the thing you feel like doing, you don't do the thing that everybody else around you is doing, you, you, you swim upstream, you live counterculture. you sacrifice, and you take a short-term hit. It feels like a loss. That's why most people don't do it. But then what happens is that you get the long-term gain. The, the long-term gain. And, and I think some of us here, if we want a breakthrough, you need to make a trade. You, you've, been make, you've been making the wrong decision in the moment. You've been living in the moment, not for the long-term. And you need to, you need to make a trade. If you want a breakthrough, you've got to start making a trade. And here's the trade. You need to trade short-term pain for long-term gain. That's the lesson. You need need to trade short-term pain for long-term gain. You've been taking the the quick win, the the little gain up front, and then you've been been losing. Maybe your whole life you've been losing to it. You're like, I'm just going to take a a little bit of this now, and it's going to make me feel better. I'm just going to take a little step down this path, and and it's going to be good. I'm going to get some kind of gain, and I'm just saying that short-term gain Brings all kinds of long-term pain. So you need to make a trade. You want a breakthrough? Come on, you want a breakthrough? You need to trade. You need to trade out that short-term pain. Sacrifice a little bit. Say no. Live in that pain. Say, it's okay. God's with me in this moment. I'm going to push through it, and I'm going to see the result on the other side. It's going to be a good thing, a good trade. See, Galatians chapter 6 instructs us in verse 7. It says, don't be deceived. And that's where a lot of us are living. We're we're being deceived by the devil. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. What, what have you been sowing this last week? This last month, I find that you know I don't know if this is especially true in Florida. Or what my has been open this last. Few years. It seems like in the spring, people get restless. You feel that? I, you, you felt restless lately? Yeah, it just seems like to me that, that people get restless. It's like, I, I, I need something. I got to do something. I mean, just get, it's like the spring fever is just coming. It's like they got to change something, do something different. They got to figure something out. Just, they're, they're restless. And people make real bad decisions when they're driven by emotion and they're restless, that kind of thing. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says that, that, that what we sow, what a man sows, is what, they, what we reap. Verse 8. Whoever sows to, to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. What are you sowing? I got I to I do something. I got to do something. What do, you, what do you run into in those moments? Do you want more Jesus? Or do you want something in the short term that's going to you know, bring about a little win in your life that you're going you're to struggle with? down the road. See, this is how, a, this is how sin becomes life-dominating. Erwin McManus, Christian author, said that, that, that addictions become life-dominating patterns because up front, most of the things that destroy us, listen to this, they're extremely enjoyable. They're, they're, they, they taste good. <laughs> the, the wrapper looks good, but then when you bite into it, it's, it's like a cancer that you've just injected into your soul. You know, let's, let's talk about, just for a few minutes, Um, a sin and addiction that seems to me like it's destroying our culture in america it seems like it's dominating the landscape and probably one of the most prevalent diseases that has been spread ever across our country and around our world and that's the that's the addiction of to and the addiction of sexual pleasure man i know we're getting in we're getting real today, and we're kind of going in places where you're like, I don't feel comfortable talking about this at church break. I can just speed up this section, just kind of move along. I won't stick on a long time, but man, I think we need to go there. In fact, I think this could be real freeing and helpful for some people because this is a sin that people hide. And then you could say, hey, it's good to see a church today, and, and you have no idea what they've been doing that weekend, what their next week's going to look like, and people conceal it, they hide it. It's a sin of secrecy. And because of my role as a pastor, I get to peek behind the curtain so many times more times than I ever would have wanted to sign up for because it's heartbreaking I'm happy to go there because I get to help people and uh, but man when people tell you what's going on and I just never would have known I never would have known and and it's heartbreaking and so I want to help today and maybe this will be a preemptive conversation to keep you out of a lot of pain or maybe if you're in it this will help you get out and maybe you know somebody that's going to help Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 it says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral so sexual immorality defined as in god's word any any time sexual uh activity happens outside of marriage between a man and a woman committed as companions for life in in a committed covenant relationship anything outside of that According to God, I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, this is God's plan. Plan A. This is how He wrote the book. He said, "This is this is where I want sex to be contained, and it's for your benefit." There's all kinds of things we can talk about. We're not going to get into all that today, but there's there's a lot of. But anytime you take it out, it's 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 like a fire that this was contained in a fireplace. I Man, it's a good thing. It can provide heat. It can warm up a meal, Like there's so much good, but man, you take it out of the boundaries and it can cause a destructive fire in your life and a lot of people are living in that fire because see a little bit of lust turns into maybe a little bit of... Soft pornography, which turns into hard pornography, which might turn into acting out. Maybe it's a strip club. Maybe it's an adulterous relationship, which turns into complete immorality and a broken life, a broken marriage. If there was a marriage and kids growing up in a split home and a wounded spouse, and I've seen this pattern, I can't tell you how many times in these years I've been in ministry. And, and I, I know that the devil, is one of his favorite plays, is to ruin people through sexual immorality. And it causes you to drift, drift from, from, from God and his, his kingdom and what he wants First Corinthians, chapter six. First Corinthians, how you guys doing? How you you doing? All right. A few of you sweating. You're like, come on, Brad. I'm not gonna make eye contact until he's done. First Corinthians, chapter six, verse eighteen. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? That's that's awesome. Who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Your your body's a gift from God. He created it. And his Holy Spirit, if you're a follower of Jesus, dwells inside you. And that's amazing. And he says, so honor God with your body. Your body is God's. Your your body belongs to him and is set aside for divine purposes. So don't indulge in sexual immorality, which displeases God and will destroy your life. You need to have a good plan if you're gonna live free from this, and you're gonna need some accountability, or the chances are very high of it showing up again. Maybe you feel hopeless today. There was a girl, uh, Chelsea, who wrote a letter. She, she was a girl who was stuck in, in pornography, and, and she said, I tried to stop. I have, I've cried, I've sobbed at night, I've prayed, I've kept journals, I've read books. Honestly, she said, I'm at a loss. I love God, but I can't, con- to continue to keep asking for forgiveness over and over and over for the same thing. I know I need help, but I don't know how to get it. I know that God has so much more planned for my life than this, but this sin continues to conquer me and continues to conquer me. And maybe you feel conquered today, and maybe it's not by that sin. Let's, let's, let's open it back up to a broader level of, of temptation and sin and addiction. Whatever it is for you, and, and, and I found a lot of times that addictive personality can, can, it can be multiple things. So you, you, might have, you might have a few things today that you're juggling and you're trying to figure out and get free from. Whatever it is, I, I just would like to say to you today that you can be free from sin. You can be free from guilt. This is the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, that God is stronger than whatever you're coming up against in your life. You might have a loved one in your life. It might be a good friend. It might be a neighbor. It might be a spouse who's struggling, and you're praying hard for them, but they're stuck. And so I, I just want to remind you today that, that you can have freedom, that they can have freedom, that it's, it's possible, and God can help you find freedom. It's, it's an amazing thing. God forgives. He restores. You just need to know that. We, we took our, our kids to, to Epcot for the first time this, earlier this month, and it was so cool to, to take them there and get to have the experience, and it, just, it was a neat, neat time. But the day we happened to go, the day we had in the calendar, unfortunately, the weather didn't cooperate. So we're there, and it was a, it was a rainy day. It, it rained almost the entire day. And we're there walking around the theme park in the rain. If you've ever done that, you know, it's, it's not the same as when you go with there's blue skies and sunshine. It's just kind of a different thing. You're, you're running from place to place. And, and we, were, we, we were aware of the fact that the rain was about to downpour, but we didn't know when it was actually going to start. And so we were trying to get as much in as we could. And we were at one ride and we we knew the next ride was some distance away and and all of a sudden the 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 clouds kind of broke and and all this moisture just started dumping down on us i mean a torrential downpour so we're like come on kids come on let's go let's go so we just took off running we got the stroller we got the four kids everybody's running it's just we're scrambling but it's not just us it's like hundreds and really probably thousands of people all around us running for shelter and it was just madness. You, you would think we were like under attack and every, everybody's just running for their lives. And, and I, I'm just trying to make sure we have all the kids, let alone all of any of the stuff we have with us. And, and so we're just, we're running, we're pushing the stroller, we finally get where we're going. And, and Kira's like, dad, my shoe, <laughs> my little six-year-old, she's got one flip-flop on and she's lost the other one. And it's somewhere out there. And I'm like, all right, I'll be the hero. <laughs> so I reluctantly run back out into the rain. The downpour, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm just dripping wet, right? And I, I'm running back out in the rain. I'm looking, I'm retracing our path. I don't find it anywhere. So I run all the way back, and I'm soaked. I'm like, do you find it? No, go again. I'm not going again. It's like, it's not out there, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm wet. And so we, we unfortunately did not find the flip flop. So we, we kind of made our way through a couple of rides, and we're trying to, hey, here, like, stand behind me so they don't see you only got one flip-flop on. We're gonna, next time we go past a place that's selling flip-flops, we well, I just had to get you some. And And so... We, we, we decided to go to the customer service. Like, before we go buy new flip-flops, maybe somebody turned it in. Like, Disney's crazy. Like, they have people walking around, like, always cleaning the place, and they got their systems. It's amazing. So maybe just someone picked it up, and they turned it in. Let's go, let's go ask. So we went to the, the customer service guest relations area, and we say, hey, so my daughter in the torrential downpour, she was running. She lost her flip-flop, but went back. It was gone. Did you happen to find it? This is what it looks like. Here's the other one. She said, hold on, I'll be right back. Goes in the back. Comes back out. She's like, "Sir, we don't have it, but hold on a second she starts writing something down i'm like what's she doing She's writing down you know my information what she 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 tears off this little certificate she hands it to me and she says this is a certificate you can take it to any store in disney and they'll give you a free pair of shoes i'm like seriously she's like yeah no it's just totally just i'm like i don't have to pay for it since i know like any pair of shoes she's like, yeah, any, anyone you want. I'm like, that's awesome. Thank you. I wanted to give her a big hug. And she, she's like, get away. Just go ahead. Just move along, sir. <laughs> no. but, but I go out, and I'm like, here, guess what? Guess what? Bad news is we, we, we didn't find your flip-flop. Good news is they gave me the certificate. You can go pick out any flip-flops you want. She's like, are you kidding me? That's awesome. So we, we go into the little guest shop, and we walk in. I'm like, Take your pick babe. anything you want. It's all me. I got you, I got you, right? She's walking around. Do I want the princess ones? Do I want the frozen ones? I don't know. I'm gonna pick. She's like, she's loving life. This is like the highlight of the whole day. I'm like, What's Picks out the little sparkly flip flops, takes them up front. I hand him the certificate. You know, I, I know Disney. We go, we go way back, you know. It's just, me and Walt, he's like, great, great. No, but I hand my certificate over. They give us the flip flops and we're, we're just so happy. And, and I was amazed because we had lost something. And even though what we had lost was not found, we got something even better. And I just feel like there's probably somebody here today who, who has been losing. You've been losing to sin. You've been losing to temptation maybe your whole life, and, and you feel like you've lost much. Maybe you ruined a relationship over it. Maybe, maybe you're stuck in some kind of a, a dependency on some substance, and you just, you, you've had so many losses. You lost a job over it, but you got a car accident, you, all kinds of stuff. And you're like, I, just, I have lost my whole life, Brandon. I'm just telling you there's hope for you because God can give you back more than what you lost. God can redeem. He can restore. There's hope for you. You don't got to stay stuck in it the rest of your life. There is a path to freedom. You can get there. You can run freer than you've ever ran before. God has hope for you. I've seen people walk in it, and it's, it's amazing. And, and God's hope for you, God's hope for you is found in his word. It's found in his word. And he, he, he gives us a really clear process to find freedom. I think many Christians, they get stuck between having faith in Jesus and then never experiencing freedom in Jesus. So they, they find faith and in forgiveness initially, but then they're still stuck in sin, and they never walk in freedom. And, and God has so much available to you. This, he's a God of infinite resources. He can, he can hook you up. He can, he can help you out. And so how to, how to help someone run, run free is what I've titled this, these steps here that I'm just going to kind of give to you and, and hope that, that, that this will be a step in a new direction for some. But maybe for you, the person that you'll be thinking about as you write these down is, is, a, is a good friend. It's a loved one. It might be one day a child. It might be a parent. It might be a spouse, or someone you really care about. But these steps, I'm telling you, they'll help you to run free. The problem is, though, if it's someone that you know and you're writing these notes down, you think, man, I, I really want to help. If I get a chance, I'm gonna I'm gonna take these and I'm gonna I'm gonna go help somebody find freedom in my life that I've been praying for and I just haven't known how to help them. Now I know. I, I just want to encourage you with this though. You you can't make anyone's decisions for them. This is the part that kills me of being someone who cares about other people. Is that, like i want it when you see someone making a bad decision don't you just want to come in like let, let me just let me just take over for like two weeks <laughs> all right like we're gonna get rid of this we're gonna start doing this all right? we're gonna read your bible every day we're gonna pray we are gonna be at church we're gonna do these things we're gonna stop hanging out with those people that's messing you up and you need to change this and it's so easy isn't it's so easy to see someone else's problems and how you'd fix them but you know the crazy thing i've realized over time that i don't realize my own issues because you know what You'd probably come in my life, Brandon. you should probably change that. You should probably do this differently. We can easily see someone else's issues and how we would change it, but we don't see our own, and you don't see your own blind spots. That's why it's so important to be in community and be in relationship. It's, it's crucial. It's so important. You're not alone. But you can't make someone's choices for them, and so don't let it discourage you. If you take these notes and you go try to offer help to someone and say, hey, if, 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 if I could help, I, I'd love to in any way I can. and you know They were talking about this on Sunday at our church, and I took some notes, and if, if I can help, you let me know. But if they don't want help, don't be discouraged. You can't make someone's decisions for them. We were eating at a restaurant when we were in Orlando and they had some appetizer on the menu. And I almost never get the appetizer, we just go for the, for the main course and, and all that. And, but there was something that caught my eye. It said, it said octopus, and I was like, that's awesome. I, I've never had octopus before. I, I've tried alligator. I've tried shark. I, I've, I've tried quite a few things that were unique, but I've never had octopus. And, and I asked the waiter about, I was like, so, so you're just going to bring out like an arm? And he's like, yeah, we'll just bring out the arm. It's got the little suckers on it. Everything's just, we're just going to grill it up and just put it on a plate. it's all here. So I'm like, that sounds interesting. Let's, let's do that. Let's try that. And I'm trying to talk the family into it. I'm like, guys, this is going to be awesome. We are, we're going to have some octopus. And my wife's like, I ain't touching the thing. It's all you and the kids. So I'm like, okay, all right, lost cause there. Kids, we're going to have some octopus. My daughter's like, uh, nope, not going to have to dad. My, my sons, though, I could see that they were interested. They're like, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to take a look at the thing. It didn't help when he brought it out and set it on the table. And it's like this little arm. Literally, it's like an arm this, this, of an octopus. And, and it just it didn't look like something you would naturally eat. And and I, I chopped it up. I, I took a little bite, and it's a little a little, a little chewy, but it's, it's good. I, I like it. This is good. You guys got to try this. And they're like, I don't know, Dad. I'm like, come on. You guys got to try this. It's going to be awesome. They, they, they both did. They both took a little, tiny little bite, and they both, their faces were like, oh, no, I don't know. Nah, you can have the rest, Dad. And I turned to my daughters. I'm thinking, okay, well, I got the, I got the, the guys. I know Jennifer's not going to do this. Got Girls, come on. The boys tried it the boys come on you don't want to let them out do you come on and they're like no dad did you see their face like it's not happening I tried everything I could to talk them into taking a bite you know what they said in the end no ain't gonna happen you cannot make someone's decisions for them you you might want something for somebody but but they have to make the decision all right and so let me give you these steps how to help someone run free this is hopefully helpful for you maybe someone in your life confess the depth of your sin Confess the depth of your sin. Write that down. Uh, To yourself, you have to to admit it. That's the first step that I always tell you to to find freedom in anything. You have to admit the problem to yourself, but you also need to admit it to God. You need to get along with God, and some of you need to leave here today, and you need to go find a quiet place, you go get it in a park or in a a bedroom, shut your door, and you need to get with God, and you need to admit what the problem is. Say, God, I I have been ignoring this. This is actually a problem, God. I'm gonna admit it to you. But you also need to admit it to one other person. You need, to, you need to find a trusted friend, preferably a Christian Bible-believing friend, who can come alongside you, someone who knows you and believes in you. And you, need to, you need to tell them the depth of your sin. You, you need to confess all of it, all the details. You need to come clean, not hold any of it back, not just give them the easy version. You need to give them the full version, and you need to confess all of it to God. Uh, my dad, when, when he told me when I was 19 years old for the first time about his past, and uh, I had no idea growing up. And uh, he, he told me, he said, we were in Las Vegas. We were traveling cross country, just the two of us driving out to California, stopped, hiked the Grand Canyon, had all these amazing adventures together. And he sent me down to Las Vegas. He said, now that we're in Sin City, I just thought I should tell you about my past. <laughs> he's like, I didn't want to tell you earlier because I didn't want it to be an excuse for you. But he's like, I, I was into, into drugs and I was in this motorcycle gang and we did all kinds of stuff and I'm stealing all this stuff. And got, I, was on a, I, I was high one time and I felt like God was literally telling me, if you keep this up, you're gonna die. And, and he, uh, he turned his life over to God and he went and made restitution made a list of like 50 places that you know all things that they needed to go and make right and he, he went back to different businesses and places that they'd stole from and all kinds of things and and, and he, he made it right he confessed his sin he got off drugs and this is all before i was even born. and and then uh, god called him as over time as he started changing his life god tapped him to say i want you to go to school to study to be a pastor and and so he went to school that's where he met met my mom and then he went to seminary and he, he was there and they had me and i grew up in this home my dad is the most like conservative, Bible-believing, godly, honest, incredible, amazing man I've ever met in my life. I had no idea, it just blew me away. And it just, it, it helps me know that God can change people and he can change your life. And if you're stuck in something, it doesn't matter how far you're into it, God can help you, but you gotta come clean. And it might be for you, restitution's a part of that. You just need to come, come clean and say, all right, this is, I've hurt you, and this is, I need to come to you and, and admit this is what I've done. You need to admit to God, put it out there. You also need to understand, before we go on to number two, that there's a difference between robbing a bank, right, and and walking through the countryside mall and and stealing something off the rack. Both of them are wrong. Both of them are sin. But you need to know that if you're robbing a bank, there's different consequences than stealing something from a store. And that can ruin the rest of your life. And so whatever the sin is you're engaged in, if you're you're doing something, I'm just saying that could destroy your life. You need to be aware of those consequences. And you need to change now. Don't put it off. But then I would say to the person who is... Saying, well, I'm just, I'm just stealing something off the rack. It's not that big of a deal. In that sin in your life, and you say it's not that big of a deal, every bank robber started by stealing something small. And they they started, well, that'll never be me. And sin is progressive and it's gradual, and so you need to stop doing what you're doing now before it gets worse and it's harder to get out of. So I'd say confess the depth of your sin now. Do it now. Don't delay another day. This is your day. Number two, immediately change direction. Change direction. Immediately change direction. You, you, you can't do this gradually. You've got to get out of it. It doesn't mean it's not going to be a gradual process of change, but you, you need to get out of this now. You've got you to gotta break through. See, if you, don't, if you don't stop now, if you, if you don't put, mark the calendar and, and get unstuck, man, this thing is going to hang with you the, potentially the rest of your life. And I wanna celebrate with you months from now. I hope some people will come tell me stories and say, hey man, that message, that, that, was, that was me and I was dealing with something and now it's been six months, it's been two years and, and, I, and praise God, I'm, I'm free from that, I'm sober, I'm whatever it is and, and I just, I'll praise God with you. But, but don't look back, run. Flush all the drugs completely, get it out. Um, Pour it down the drain. If the alcohol is a problem, pour it out everything you got and say, I'm, "I'm staying away from those places." If it's if it's pornography, man, get some accountability software on your computer. Just whatever you need to do to unplug, disconnect, to, to make it work. If it's gluttony, man, I'm 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 changing. I'm getting on an exercise plan. I'm gonna start eating healthy. I'm getting accountability. If it's if it's you're, you're spending your money in a wasteful way and, and you're a slave to debt and all that stuff, I'm getting a budget today, do or die. It's gonna happen. I'm I'm making I'm putting the, putting it on the calendar. I'm I'm gonna make the change. Whatever it is, we could talk about a lot of things, but but this is this is me. I'm getting free from this. Number three, initiate, initiate an intense accountability. Initiate intense accountability. Author Randy Alcorn says it's good to talk about our sin, but it's even better to talk about our temptation. And so you need to, t- you need to have someone in your life that you can call up and say, hey, I'm really tempted right now to go down the path that I know I don't want to go down and I just, I need you to hold me accountable. This is in the middle, the, the third of these five steps, because it's like the, the hinge of a door. The whole thing swings on that hinge. And you need accountability in your life. If you, if you want to make a change, you need someone that you can depend on or rely on, that you can share everything with and that loves you and is on your side but can hold you accountable. Number four, you need to establish invasive boundaries. Invasive boundaries. So you, you've committed. This is what's going to help you complete. This is crucial. Invasive meaning you're going to have to set up boundaries that seem extreme to the normal person. But you're not normal in that area. You, you've you've kind of walked down some, some laps down that road, and, it, and, and if you allow it, it's going to mess you up. And so you're going to have to do things that, that and maybe what you would call a normal person wouldn't have to do. It. And the problem is that you're going to feel like that that's impeding on your freedom, and so you're going to fight against that and the reason why you're stuck in whatever it is you're stuck in is because you wanted freedom in the first place. You, you didn't want anybody to tell you what to do. You didn't want to do it God's way. You did it your own way. So that, that very independent nature inside of you that got you in the mess you're in is going to fight against this step of having boundaries. But I'm telling you, and offense is going to get accountability. Offense is confessing your sin. You need some defense too. You can't win a game if you have no defense. And you're going to have to have some defense in your life. So establish some boundaries. And you don't change those boundaries until you talk to your accountability, you, accountability partner. You give them the key. They got the key now to change that, they they hold the permission key, you allow them to come and help, and that safeguards you, that protects you so you can actually be free. Number five is daily fill up on the presence and the mission of God. And if you missed the last two Sundays, catch up on, on YouTube. And We talked about the word of God. We talked about the presence of God. You need that in your life. You need to be about the mission of God. There's no higher purpose than God's purpose in building his kingdom and building his church. You, you, need, to, you need to bring something in your life to, to put your passion into. And, and, and our passion, our desires were meant for God. And you need to fill up on that and bring your desire to him. Otherwise, the danger is that you'll transfer your addiction to another addiction. And maybe you'll no longer... Be an alcoholic, but now you'll be really greedy and you'll, you'll be addicted to greed. Or, or maybe you'll no longer be greeter, but you'll you, you, you become a liar depending dependent on some other substance. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. Jesus, in his own words, his final verse, he says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray, he tells his followers, so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit's willing. So I know you today, you, you want to. You want to, but your flesh is weak. And so that's why you need to make a plan. You need to do it today. You need to get with God and confess your sin. You need to get accountability. You need to set up some boundaries. You need to take some steps and do it today. And you need to fill up on God. Say, God, here's my plan. I'm going to be with you every morning. I'm going to start my day because I need you that way. And, and I just say, seek, seek Jesus. Trade that short-term pain for the long-term gain. I'll close with this. I, I, was, I was 19 or 20 years old, and it was one of my first opportunities to be a pastor and I was in a small country church in Indiana. I was going to school full time, and part-time I was a youth pastor. And my pastor gave me the opportunity to preach on the two Sunday services at our our church. And so I was really excited about this, and I'd stayed up real late on Saturday, going over everything, make sure I was ready. I went to bed real late, I was was gonna be so tired, getting like almost no sleep, I, I set my alarm. Next morning I wake up, and I was like, that's weird, the alarm didn't wake me up. And I look over, and I had way overslept. Not only had I overslept the time I needed to get up and get ready on time and get to church, but I slept through half of the first service. And I'm thinking, there's no way I'm gonna get there in time to preach. And like, this is my big opportunity. This, I can't believe I goofed this up. I mean, I have let everybody down. The whole church. I'm just picturing up there, everybody's looking around, like, where's the where's the preacher today? You know. So I get ready as fast as I can. I bolt out the door. I drive to the church. I pull in the parking lot. the the, the first service is kind of like coming to a conclusion. I pull in the parking lot. I run in. I'm out of breath. I'm sweaty. Barely throwing together. 19 years old. 20 years old. I just, this, my whole world's like falling apart right now. And and I, I get in there in the back, and I look up on stage, and my pastor up there on stage, and he's just preaching, and I sit down, and I listen for minutes and it's, like, really good. I'm like, he just, he just do that? He just got up there and just thought, that's amazing, and, and so afterwards, I, 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 I was so humbled, and I was so embarrassed, and I kind of made my way up to the front, and I, I sat down waiting for him to be free, and, and, and he kind of came over to me, and I had my head down. I was like, Pastor, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what happened. I, I am. And before I could even really apologize, he just he said, hey, Brandon, hey, Brandon, he's like, next service, hit a home run. And he just, that's all he said. And he walked away. He, he never brought it up again. He's like, hit a home run. And I'm like, really? And I thought he, I thought he was going to be so disappointed in me. And, he, and you know what? He, he, he said something to me in that statement. He said, he's like, Brandon, you're struggling right now to believe in yourself, but I want you to know I believe in you. And I, you made a mistake. And you know what? He never said anything. He got and preached. He never even said I was supposed to preach. I think people probably saw my name on the little program, but he, he just got up and he, he, he didn't make it about my failure, but he made it about my future. But if he hadn't made it about my failure that could have changed the rest of my life he said brandon go up and get a home run and that next service i got up and i was preaching twice as hard i was trying to make up for the first service i missed and man and now every time i have a big event i always set two alarms every time because i don't i don't want to go back so man it's, it's, it's amazing that some of us you know we, we think it's all about us believing in god but maybe you just need to hear today that god believes in you 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 can get free you can be a better version of yourself God can take you to places you've never been. He believes in you. This is not about your past. I know we're talking about stuff maybe in your past. You try to forget about you. Oh, that's my pa-. Listen, we're talking about your potential. We're talking about your future. We're talking about what God has for you. So, so get free, run towards him. God's got more for you than you can ever imagine. Right on.
0: Thanks for joining us at Church Experience Online. Please don't forget to check out the website if you'd like to get more connected. Learn more, get your questions answered, or support this movement financially you're now going to hear a Church Experience Worship original song. And we hope this gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you learned today.